0: Hello everyone and welcome to Joss vs the World episode 4. Today we have Octane Pro joining us and we are talking all about Smite Conquest. So those of you who've been following me for a while know that I've been a huge champion of Smite as a game. I love it. But all I've ever played are Arena Mode and Assault Mode, never the actual like eSport competitive mode which is Conquest. So Octane was super awesome and nice today and decided to show me how to Conquest. And oh my God, is it hard?
1: <laughs> I love it. How to Conquest, you know, write a book on it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And honestly, you did great uh, for your first three times. So four times. So it worked out well.
0: Yeah, it was, It. I will say it was a lot of fun, but it just, there was so much fear going on because in Assault, it's literally one lane. There's no yep. jungle. There's no... Ganking from the sides or anything, so I found that like the whole time playing in Conquest, I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> like what's happening? <laughs> Someone's gonna kill me!" And for uh, I guess uh, probably six or eight times a match, someone definitely did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing was like assault. Assault isn't terrible. I mean, assault helps you to learn team fights because that's most of what assault is. Um, granted, it's in a very confined area, so you don't have. Uh, jungle atmosphere uh, mm-hmm. to be concerned about with a lot of ganks in that perspective um, it teaches you how to push a lane with minions and how to take towers but as you learned tonight it's definitely there's a lot more than just those simple basic items uh, mm-hmm. when it comes down to playing conquest
0: yeah there was so much more to the game and I mean like right off the start we talked about basically when you go in you've got three lanes like a traditional MOBA And then you've got different roles to fill out within your team comp. So I think maybe we should start off talking about those things because um, the first games I played is Neath, who's a hunter, and we played in lane together. And that was actually really good. I like that a lot because playing in a lane with somebody else, it's like, okay, I go where you go. And that (laughs) was a really nice way to kind of ease myself into conquest. Plus being over on the side, you only have the one side for, you know, enemies coming in to worry about. Um, so maybe if you could just give us a little bit of a rundown of what those roles are and maybe what's best for a new player, assuming that the rest of your team that you queue into will let you play a specific role.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, as you said there, you, you sometimes do run into people that get frustrated depending if you play their role and stuff. And that happens. It's not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, the first game we played, uh, Ymir Neath, um, you know, so, uh, we played two characters in a dual lane. We played a support and we played a hunter. Um, And then when you also have in conquest, you have a mid laner, which is traditionally a mage. And then traditionally we have a solo laner, which is someone with high survivability, that character and that God that's selected can fluctuate. Um, and then finally, you have your jungler, which is someone that's just rotating around the map all the time, you know, cleaning up camps and stuff like that. So we started out with a support and a hunter in the dual lane. The dual lane is on the outside of the conquest map. As, as Jocelyn had said, there's only one or two entrances into that to start out with uh, into your lane. So um, it is a great location to start out as a new player, either as a support or as the hunter. Um, as Jocelyn said, you don't have to worry about as many ganks at the same time. You have someone available with you at all times. Um, and then the biggest thing you could do is play conservatively, you know, take your time, not go balls to the walls and just, (laughs) you know, protect the other person that you're in the lane with. And it goes a lot smoother and a lot better.
0: So is there an easy way when you're going in to choose a God to say like, okay, I know that I want to say play in the mid lane. So here's all of my mages or like, you know, yeah. is there an easy way to sort by role? So that just, if it's yeah. my first time in,
1: what do I do? Unfortunately, they don't have the ability to sort by role and that's good and bad. In In your question, it's like, okay, I want to play mid, who do I play? And the, 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 the reason I say that is the meta in Smite and just like any other MOBA, any other game is constantly changing. So who might be good now in mid and be labeled as a mid character after uh, a patch, may no longer be a mid character and may be a solo character then so those things you know uh fluctuate a lot uh your traditional characters that your 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 guardians are, are most traditionally supports and you can find that by just going in when you're going to pick your guy there's a drop down menu and selecting guardians um, also the partner in the dual lane is most traditionally a hunter we saw that three out of the four games we played tonight there was one game where. They decided someone decided to do something different, and they did a <laughs> Odin Odin as your guardian, but then they did a Bastet as your um, your partner in that lane, and that doesn't really work out well. So traditionally, it's a hunter. So you can so you can sort by the god type, uh, not necessarily by the position, and I think that's just for the fact because the meta's is constantly changing, and they don't want certain gods to be locked into certain roles throughout the lifetime of the game
0: that makes sense so but i can go in and say like okay i want to do a dual lane so i want to play yep. a guardian or a hunter and you can pick by those right
1: exactly exactly yep and you know sometimes you know a lot of it with every other game a lot of the competitive scene affects the um the actual casual scene so Every once in a while, you'll see a team go ahead and pick two hunters, one hunter in the solo lane, one hunter in the dual lane. We actually saw that in our second or third game, our second game, I think it was. And uh, sometimes that works out really well, you know, kind of changing up that type of traditional meta. Um, Sometimes you see every once in a while a team will go two junglers, very rare, but they'll go two junglers and only put one person in dual lane. Um, Sometimes, you know, in the past, over the last several years, there have been competitive teams like in the EU that has put two people in in middle lane. Um, So, you know, there's all different things that you see people try, but traditionally, it's two in dual lane, one in middle lane, one in solo lane, and one jungling.
0: Which actually is really funny because in, in my mind, it would make total sense to have like one person in each lane and then two people kind of roaming in between. Mm-hmm. So the two junglers to me makes perfect sense. Like yep. why wouldn't you do that? But
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that and that's true. And and early on, that works very effectively with your ganking once you hit level five, but where that doesn't pay off as much is as you start to get towards mid mid game, and you need support or guardians to zone other characters out mm-hmm. on objectives, or you need their CC available when you're trying to fight fire giant against the other the, the enemy that's in the surrounding areas. So the hard part is is picking a character that's not good in early game or complete late game, but it's kind of right in between, so that you can have a balanced game. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Let's assume that we've, we've made our role decision, we've picked our god, so yep. we get in there, and the first thing that you have to do is either pick your, your items and your skills. Yep. So we mentioned during the actual gameplay stream that Smite is one of those games that I think really, really helps a new player because you can choose to just auto-level both your skills and your items, so you don't have to know that. You can just focus on you know your positioning, learning your god, learning the map, um, we're fortunate that there is only one map to learn in Smite, so you're not constantly yep. being rotated through different maps. Um, but it just gives you a chance to learn the game without having to learn what to actually buy and what to level. But assuming that you want to do, you know, one of them auto and one of them not, mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Auto items or auto skills? Like, what should you try um, to learn first with your god? I would say it's
1: very important to... I mean, there's a hard question there, though, because (laughs) your items really make or break it. Like, the recommended items are okay, Mm -hmm. but you can really take your character, your god, to the next level with picking items that are, one, in the meta, and two, that are super specific for you. And the recommended items are pretty much something that was set from, like, day one for that character and hasn't really changed.
0: Well, yeah, Um, because actually when I noticed when we were playing the new game... I'm familiar with most of the items because I do play a lot of Assault. So I've seen that screen before. I know the names. I know what I should be going for. But um, two of the items that you told me to build after Boots weren't anywhere on my recommended screen. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to actually go and search for
1: them. (laughs) Yeah, there are items under the Popular Items tab that do fluctuate based off of popularity, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. And so that's where you might find items... That if you have no clue what you're doing, might work a little bit better for you. It's always good to pick items that fit your gameplay style. So mm-hmm. if you're playing a certain character more aggressive, or so for example, we in, in when you play Neath. Um, you know, you were picking the the items that you were picking, you were asking me about. So I was recommending items that were extremely, uh, attack speed heavy that were giving you physical damage as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And those seemed to work out very well. As we got towards late game, you were just burning people down because you had so much attack speed. So to get back to your original question though, about, you know, which direction do you go? If you have to pick one, I would say go the direction of having your items auto level. Because okay. then you can completely forget about that. Because items are like their own little mini game in Smite. <laughs> and they can really you know, take characters on different paths. Uh, early on in Smite, you actually could get any item you wanted for any character. So you had a lot of really weird builds that, that did or didn't fit characters. But at this point in the game, yes, have your items build themselves. And then work on your level. You know, Decide what you want to level when it comes down to your abilities. Because in reality... Your abilities and your items actually once you get towards a more comfortable state will fluctuate depending on the characters you're playing against. Mm. So you might build this direction to go against these characters and might level these types of spells going against other characters all based off of what counters them.
0: Yeah and I find too when I'm first learning a new god I tend to have one ability or possibly two abilities that I almost gravitate towards that seem to be very intuitive to me when I'm actually playing. So, you know, learning to like level to your abilities is also probably a good idea. Like when you're looking at what your build looks like, if I know that I'm hitting my one as soon as it comes off cooldown every single time, maybe I should be piling my points into that because I know that, you know, that's the thing that I'm going to hit, whether that's a correct competitive level build or not. Sure. It might actually work better for me as a starting player. Is that is that good advice, or am I just like no, <laughs> totally wrong? No, I mean,
1: I mean, it's definitely good to go in that direction. Um, it also does come a little bit down to the character. So, for example, like Ra. With Ra, you definitely want to level his first ability to clear the wave because that's going to be your main objective playing as mid. You know, you played Ra the last game <laughs> we played in, so you want to level that first. You want to max that out first. Granted, with with smite, the way it works is like you can level something so much, but then you kind of you want to. You want to make sure you get at least one point in everything.
0: Yes. Um. So you that's have how it available. It, yeah, that's yeah. how they unlock, right? And then yeah, they, exactly. So exactly. you put more points into an ability to basically make it more powerful.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So by the end, once you hit level twenty, you have full points and everything. They're all kind of the same level, but. As you're playing, so that's that's the big difference. Is there's going to be different abilities. For example, I played Ymir the first game. Well, with Ymir, you know it's always good to go with his frost breath, which is a heavy CC, Mm -hmm. and get that maxed out right away. Versus something like a wall or a glacial strike. The wall is his first ability. Glacial strike is second ability, which helps to do a little bit of damage, helps a little bit with lane clear. But at the end of the day, that heavy CC frost breath is what's most effective when you get into team fights.
0: Very true. I know playing against Ymir is. Super frustrating because <laughs> you're just running around and then all of a sudden you're just frozen in midair and he's just whacking you with this giant ice stick.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so let's say we are. So we're in the game. We've got our lanes. We're kind of, you know, pushing a little bit, but it's getting to the point where people are starting to group up and team fight. So how do you know when you should be kind of leaving your lane and going to help other people?
1: Sure, so this is a question that is uh, one of the more difficult ones to explain and even for a a new player to Conquest to learn. And the reason (laughs) is, is because it isn't a magic number uh, as we learned playing the game, you know, the last few games. It's really uh, uh, keeping an eye on your mini-map. And that's something we talked a little bit about as we went through the playthroughs before this is your mini-map is key. And as I said to Jocelyn, like, I played StarCraft 2 before Smite. And with StarCraft 2, you know, you're checking your mini-map every, like, like thirty seconds or, or ten seconds, and that's something that you try to do with smite as well. Uh, it's almost a, almost like a muscle memory type of situation because you want to see where the game is going. Is is your mid later starting to get ganked? Is it all of a sudden two on one in mid? Do you need to rotate over? Um, you know. So what you look for, you look for. Players on the other team over committing, meaning that they are pushing very hard down the lane. If you rotate over, can you get behind them or get right on top of them? Those are the opportunities you're looking for. You're looking for an opportunity where all of a sudden, like, there's one person in the middle and now you got four people in the middle. Wow. (laughs) Wow. They're, they're they're taking a strong aggressive approach in the mid they're pushing forward I need to rotate over to help support my teammates so it's all about what's happening on the mini map it's not really about a number um it's really about you know the direction the game is going and the placement of the enemy players
0: okay so one thing that happened to us I found in a lot of our games is we seem to get into a very defensive position <laughs> so That was also kind of the examples that you gave. If they've collapsed four into mid, you should rotate over to help. But how do you know when you need to kind of push and be aggressive? Like, how do you get into or how did those other teams get into those positions against us?
1: Sure. So something happened before that. Something occurred. It could have been a tower going down um, in our lane, which forced us to be defensive. It could have been they cleared. So, for example, let's say four all of a sudden showed up in middle lane. But just a few seconds before that, they cleared the minions left lane. So the minions were free to push our tower. Where now we are forced to make a decision. We have to split our team up to go clear minions, um, you know, so that they don't take down the tower. It's very common for something that actually you did uh, in one of our games where um, Jocelyn was in dual lane and was pushing the upper, the second tier of um, the enemy's tower as there's a team fight going on so there's always a dull split kind of a, uh, um, which is very hard to kind of explain but you know while jocelyn is attacking the tower top right and getting an objective which is extremely valuable the team fights going on so we're kind of at a disadvantage we are playing five on four but jocelyn's taking the objectives that we need in the upper right hand corner so those are the types of things that lead up to a super aggressive or objective push is you know A tower goes ahead and drops down. Well, now they're forced to defend in that location. So now the team has to split. And that's what most of the time introduces something like a four-on-one situation in mid.
0: Oh, okay. So when, I mean, because obviously you saw when we were doing all the gameplay, like things pop up saying like, your left tower has been destroyed. Their middle tower has been destroyed or whatever. Like, so... You really have to pay attention to what's going on because I get so tunnel vision-y. I am the same way in every game I play. I'm just like, okay, must kill minions. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) just like clear lane, clear lane. But you need to really have a more global approach to the game and really be thinking about what's going on with your team and, and everybody else, right?
1: Correct, and that's the big one too, is like if you see the enemy team is is on the right side of the map and their whole bunch of them are defending and you're by yourself, okay, well, what can you do to be most effective? Can you push the other lane on the opposite side of the map? Can you steal a, a buff camp? Um, can you and one of your other players take the gold fury together if you're later on in the game? Uh, those are the types of important things. And you know, once you take a tower down, it's not like, oh, okay, go ahead and retreat back. It's more of, okay, I took down a tower, Well, can I push another lane now while my minions push this lane? So it's all strategic. It's all about rotations as you start to get towards mid-game.
0: Okay. So then um, I'm just trying to think because there there was something else I just thought of. Um, But Okay, so we've talked about mid-game. So then is there any kind of, like, do you have to do anything to push the titan like do you have to kill mm-hmm. a phoenix in order to open up the titan or because sure. basically you win the game when your team destroys the enemy team's titan or what's probably more likely to happen the enemy team surrenders because yeah, right. <laughs> apparently titans <laughs> just never die and it's smite anymore right. so right. Uh, but in order to actually get to the titan and make that final push is there anything that you absolutely have to do
1: mm-hmm. so Each lane has two towers, as we talked about. Each lane has its own phoenix, which is like the third line of defense there. The phoenix, traditional to a phoenix, can die and then respawn. So um, the phoenix does attack you just like a tower... When you kill that phoenix, that phoenix does regenerate itself over a period of time, and during that time, you can then, if you kill one phoenix, you can go in and try to kill the uh, titan, as you talked about. The downside is, is with the if you were to only take down one phoenix, there's a total of three. The titan is going to be harder to kill in that in that perspective, and oh. regenerate and regenerate its, its life much much faster, uh, because those other phoenixes are up. So like if you damage the titan, then you back off for a few seconds. And he gets out of battle, he starts to regen health right away. So the benefit is a lot of you gotta to, to clear those phoenixes. A lot of the times either two phoenixes will be down and people will be killing the Titan or three phoenixes. The downside is though, is you don't want to leave a phoenix up and then have to retreat back because that titan is just gonna regen its health very quickly. Yeah. Um, and so you know that's kind of the hard part there. So yes, yeah, so as Jocelyn said, you know, the phoenixes have to go down. And then the Titan can go down, but it doesn't have to be all the Phoenixes. You could go in there with one Phoenix if necessary, but it'll be very, very difficult.
0: So that was the thing that always confused me because I was just like, okay, they've they've got one Phoenix down. Why aren't they just killing the Titan? Because like I mentioned um, on the gameplay stream, I I do watch a lot of SPL, which is my pro league, and so you know I would see them going and killing all the Phoenixes, and I'm like, the Titan's right there. Why aren't you just (laughs) killing the Titan? (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused. But that makes a whole lot more sense, is it just makes the job easier in the long run.
1: Correct. And there's other things on the map, you know, as we talked about. There's buffs that are on the, the map that make it easier for you as a player. Um, there's a gold camp, which gives you a huge uh, gold boost, the gold fury. And then the fire giant, which the fire giant is the most contested. You don't see the fire giant really killed as often in casual play. Uh, maybe once or twice a game but in competitive play it's definitely something that ha- uh, happens a lot mm-hmm. it's the most contested area uh, because it does give you a major boost in your physical and magical damage which can turn the tides very quickly if you're a losing team and you need something if you can sneak a fire giant without them seeing it uh, it can give you a huge edge on the enemy team when it comes down to team fights
0: right okay so we've we've just gone in, we've killed our phoenixes, we've killed the enemy Titan. We win! Yay! <laughs> Time to queue in for the next game. Sure. Can you tell us what uh a good kind of mix of gods to start as a new player would be? Because sure. um, we did mention Smite is free to play, but you can buy for $30 the ultimate god pack, which gives you access to everything. Otherwise, um I think everybody gets Neath, and then there's a rotation yeah. of a few, I think it's five or six gods every week. Uh, but I would highly recommend like I bought the god pack way back in the day when we started playing. And it's all gods now and future. So anything new that gets developed is also included. So basically like you buy the game and then you own the game, end of story. So um, can you just kind of go over a couple of gods that are are good kind of simple, easy play style that might be good for people to jump into if they have played a MOBA before and they're kind of familiar with god styles?
1: Sure, so um, when you go into Smite and you pick your god, it actually will tell you like the level of difficulty for that god. And um, that's very helpful as a new player Um, with conquest. If we want to go, is
0: there a way to like filter for that? Like show me (laughs) all the easy gods?
1: I don't. I don't think there is. I I don't think there is. But as a new player, if you're looking to go in and find gods that are easy to play, um, we can go through just like one in each position. So if we started out um, with support, I would recommend Ymir. Uh, He's very simple to play. Uh, He has some very basic abilities uh, that can make you very effective uh, for support. Uh, for hunter i would recommend exactly who jocelyn played which was uh, neath uh, Neith has high survivability she has great cc and she does have the ability to regen health with one of her abilities mm-hmm. so it makes it very easy for a new player uh, jumping into mid someone who doesn't played as often in the current meta but is simple and easy to play uh, has good survivability is who jocelyn played who was is Ra Ra is, is a great player there there's also poseidon as well that are very effective um i always like to go a go to is Ra. Mm-hmm. um i started playing the game as Ra when it first came out when there's only like six characters you could play um and Ra is very very good he has the uh heal that he has uh with his one ability he has great lane clear he does have decent escape with his second ability with his blind and he has a pretty cool ultimate um with his uh, last ability with damage dealing and also being able to clear a lane if needed so then we jump over to solo lane, and solo lane, it, it's, it's kind of up in the air because there's all different characters you can play. It really comes down to your counter, uh, and it's always a wild card. Solo lane can come down to whoever and anyone. <laughs> I would say right now uh, Odin Odin is really effective in solo lane, uh, but it all really depends on your team comp. He's not super complicated to play. He has good survivability. He does have a leap to get out. Uh, his ultimate's pretty effective with his uh, Cajun ability. Uh, and then finally, you have your jungler. And most people um, gravitate directly towards Thor. Thor is a very popular character due to the Marvel Universe. And so um, <laughs> people people go towards Thor very easily. And Thor is a great character because he high mobility, he does high damage, and his ultimate is just super cool. To be able to go up in the air and then drop down on someone. So I always recommend Thor uh, as a go-to jungler. Some of the other junglers can get very difficult in regards to you know their play styles, their, some of their skills and their abilities. If you can't read a skill and ability and know exactly what it does right away, it's probably not an easy character. Uh, and you can check that out, as I said, when you go into the God Selection screen.
0: Yeah, I find one thing that you should really pay attention to as well is the passive of your God, because mm-hmm. that's something that kind of directs your play style a little bit and something i never paid attention to for literally like the first year <laughs> and then um i was i was playing an assault match and i can't even remember i think i ended up queuing into like bakasura or something oh wow okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like someone's like okay you have to eat the minions i'm like i have to what yeah <laughs> like, what do you why want would to do? I, why would i eat minions <laughs> like i was so confused and it's yeah. because it's part of his passive and building up the power for his ultimate and stuff and i was like wait yep. there's passives and then am just like i can feel the people i'm playing with just like face
1: bomb <laughs> like, oh it's a whole other level as we talked yeah. about like you got passives you have skills you have a bill or then you have your items and then you you know there's just and then it just goes on and on and on, and it, it stacks, it stacks on top of each other. And mm-hmm. Smite, Smite tries to, with his tutorials and with some of the um, automated options, tries to allow you as a new player to build on top of that foundation and slowly grow as a player. And you know, kind of like for you, for example, like you played Assault and probably Arena for years, but mm-hmm. never really tiptoed into Conquest. Um, no, tonight you know. was
0: actually literally <laughs> the first time I'd ever stepped good. foot into
1: Conquest. <laughs> good, that's great.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned the tutorials. Is that actually a good spot for new players to start if they're looking at doing Conquest? Is going in and kind of using the game to learn, <laughs> using the game to learn how to play? Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, their uh, Smite has come a long way with their tutorial system. It used to be like there was no tutorial, mm-hmm. um, and then they've built a little bit on top of it, a little bit on top of it, and now it's actually uh quite intricate where you know you could go into the um you know the practice selections when you hit play and then you go to practice you can see like they start you out very basic very simple mm-hmm. you know when you click into a game mode it gives you a whole tour of the map you know where certain things are objectives uh mini camps xp camps towers phoenixes such but they start they don't start you out on conquest they start you no. out on like i think the one versus one joust map they uh, do or- yeah and then they kind of move you from to like the three verse three always verse ai's mm-hmm. uh, very easy and then from there they'll move you into and you can play you know they'll move you then to the next step which is like conquest and they kind of like kind of hold your hand throughout the, the entire way so it's definitely uh something to check out and there's tutorials for every game mode so it makes it a little bit easier so i always recommend the tutorials playing against the computers and then playing with your friends um, to get started before you even just solo queue uh, completely, I think is helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's actually something that we did tonight is just totally skipped everything, skip the tutorial, skip the yep. AI because I wanted <laughs> to show you guys that if I can jump straight into PvP conquest, so can you. Um, but I did. I had the uh, the whole. I had the friend crutch, <laughs> definitely <laughs> an octane to yep. help me out there. So thank you so much for joining me. Are there any Absolutely. last? Like pearls of wisdom that you would like to impart to the listeners.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, as you as you start to get into uh, getting a little more comfortable uh, past the AI part, and you can even continue to play with the AI and start to do your own abilities. You know, uh, level your own abilities and level your own items. There's really great websites out there. Um, one for items I would recommend is Tier Monster. Um, it's a website where you can go on and pick your uh, the character you're playing pick the map you're playing and it gives you a whole bunch of different guides on those gods as well as builds and like why you build what and stuff like that so that's really helpful for people where you're like okay i just finished learning the game modes i'm comfortable i now want to get into items i recommend looking up websites like that uh, and I think so that there-
0: was that was tier monster tier
1: monster yep yep tier monster And then there's also one called Smite Fire, um, which is an older site. It's been around for a while. I was going to say,
0: Smite Fire, I think, is the one that I've used in the past when I was trying to learn things.
1: Exactly. And then that kind of gets a little more helpful for you um, for the items so that you're not just going in blind, that you have some type of idea um, as to what to pick when. But keep in mind, very similar to like WoW, for example, there isn't a exact cookie cutter build or style that you have to go with. It does come down to your play style. It does come down with the people you're playing with and the people you're playing against. Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, take your time with Smite. Um, Don't rush into it. Um, and ignore the trolls, because guess what? They won't be their next game. They'll just be a whole fresh new set. So it's all good.
0: And we actually didn't have that many bad experiences tonight. No. We literally had two teammates that were kind of yelling at each other. One was saying that a God <laughs> on the other team was OP, and our teammate was like, no, you're just bad. So, I mean, like... Yeah. but you i mean nobody said anything i literally had never played conquest before and nobody said anything bad to me so (laughs) and i mean you can't just just ignore chat i'm sure there's a way to turn off chat but to keep the kind of short form oh we didn't even talk about that um smite has like a short form um quick chat
1: system is what they call it which is uh A notification uh, alert system using the keys. So you can say your enemy is missing, uh, incoming enemy, you know, rotate to fire giant, rotate left lane, stuff like that Mm -hmm. with uh, quick key presses. So you don't need in-game microphones.
0: Right. So you can kind of like turn off everything from your teammates and just leave (laughs) that on if you choose to. And then there's no salt at all.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Which is really nice.
0: Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Where can everyone find you online, Octane? Sure.
1: So I think the best place at this time is uh, on my Twitter, uh, Octane Pro, -I I. Um, Everything, you know, find me on there. I'm on there all the time, just like Jocelyn posting things all day long. So once again, that's Octane Pro, S-C-I-I.
0: All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you guys want to find more of what I do, you can head on over to Jossplays.com. There's links to everything, my Twitch, my Twitter, Patreon, everything is over there. So that is Jossplays.com. All right. Thank you guys so much and good luck in your queues.